Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast as we enter Champions League match week two on the back of the significant euphoria built up after the 3-1 victory in Saturday's El Clasico. Coming up today, then, we're going to be taking a look in detail at the away trip to Borussia Mönchengladbach. First, though, what is making the media headlines today? Well, there is still this warm afterglow following the defeat of Barcelona. Further analysis has brought more praise for selected players, Lucas Vasquez being one of them. But it is Courtois and Sergio Ramos who get the lion's share of the praise that's being offered today. Uh, the big question, of course, around Sergio Ramos and this new contract, with uh, some speculating that Real Madrid only want to offer him a one-year deal, whilst he himself is after a two-year deal. Plenty of mentions, too, about the contribution from Luka Modric, not only this weekend, but in the weeks previous. Uh, he is pressed on whether he will renew his contract at the end of the season or could he go back to Tottenham Hotspur was one of the questions which he was quick to answer. He said, I'm too old to go back to Spurs. I still have this year. I feel fine. I want to play for a couple more years. Whatever happens, there will not be any issues with me or Madrid. Now, France football have been discussing the greatest ever centre-backs in football history. Beckenbauer, Bobby Moore, Fabio Cannavaro, Marcel Desai, Daniel Passarella, Shirea, Baresi, the list goes on and on. And Sergio Ramos, of course. Should they, it's asked, classify him as the greatest ever centre-back? Well, you can find out soon because there is no Ballon d'Or this year, but they are putting together their greatest ever 11 in history. Should be out in December. Some good news for Zidane yesterday. Eden Hazard completed all of his training without any issues. He is in the squad that is in Germany, preparing to meet Borussia Mönchengladbach. If he does appear, it will be his first game since the 2-1 loss against uh, Manchester City in Champions League. That was back on August the 7th. Now, also travelling as a squad player, looking to become the heir apparent to Carvajal in his right-back position, is Sergio Santos, who's currently with the Castilla team. Now, he's been a feature of the Spanish youth international scene for a good few years now with the under-17s and the under-19s. He's been called up as a backup due to the absence of Carvajal, Odria Zola and Nacho. And a bit of news on Nacho's injury. That injury is going to keep him out for the next four games. So, good start of the week then all round. Well, not quite because the press has been full of pictures of Isco, who's allegedly being caught out criticising Zidane's decisions to play him or not to play him. He's quoted allegedly as saying, if he has to change me, he does it in the 50th or 60th minute. If he wants to put me on, he does it in the 80th minute. It got a laugh from Marcelo, but as you can see from the pictures, if you haven't seen them, there is no reaction from Jovic, Modric, Militao or Vasquez. The upshot is that uh, humorous or not, it's not the type of behaviour that is likely to enhance his stature within the club. On to Champions League then, and the Borussia Mönchengladbach coach Marcus Rose was the first to appear at today's press conference. He was asked what he thought about El Clasico and the Madrid performance in it, and he admitted that he hadn't actually watched it all, that he'd only seen a few highlights. And then he added to that by saying somewhat bizarrely that uh, we know that this Barcelona is no longer the Barcelona that we know and admire. So seemingly there, the Mönchengladbach coach playing down the victory 
of Real Madrid over Barcelona on Saturday. On Zidane, he said he was one of the greatest players of all time and that he's glad that he's translated that success into his coaching career. Asked about Sergio Ramos. He is an uncomfortable player, he said, for any team and coach to plan and play against. One every coach would love to have in his team. However, he added, we have players who can exercise leadership on the field as well. Well, Tony Cruz appeared first for Real Madrid. He said, we know the importance of this game after defeat last week. There is pressure to win tomorrow. It is a final for us. There are six games and to start with a defeat, as we did, always leads to big pressure. We never, he said, doubted Zidane. We win and we lose together. Asked about his return to his home country, he said, I always like to go back to Germany. It is my home country, my home language, but I really enjoy living and playing in Madrid. During my time here, there has always been many offers, but I've never spoken to anybody. I am happy and my idea is to end my career here with Real Madrid. Moving on there to the coach Zidane, he was asked whether the recent media coverage and the comment following the victory over Barcelona was a distraction or indeed if it upset him. He said, what is said doesn't bother me. We stick with what we do as a team. We fight, we play well. That is what we have to do tomorrow night. Stay focused and fight because this is going to be a very difficult game. We focus on our business. A few questions on Eden Hazard. He said, it is good news. This is very positive for us. Then there was the inevitable question on the rotation of the squad. He said, this is a long season. We need everybody. I have said this all along. We've had some problems in some positions this season, but there are others who can step in to replace. There will be no problems tomorrow. And those questions inevitably led to questions on Isco after his outburst, which we mentioned earlier. He said, Isco wants to play like everybody else. This is a positive thing. Not everybody can play. And those who aren't must be ready at all times. But that has always been the case with this squad. The players are all prepared. I then make the decision on the 11, and that will not change. Well, let's take a look at some of the history between these two teams. Overall, then, it'll be the fifth meeting with Real Madrid for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Interestingly, though, both have only won one each. The other two were drawn in the European Cup back in 1975-76. Udo Latek's team of the time drew 2-2 in Germany. Uh, Madrid were two down inside 27 minutes in that game. And plenty of memorable names in the team that day as well. Bertie Vogts, Rainer Bonhoff. Uli Stielicke, Jupp Heinkes, of course, who went on to coach them as well, and Alan Siemensen. Now, Madrid had a bit of a German flavour to their team as well. Uh, two of the era's finest midfield players, Gunter Netzer and Paul Breitner, were in midfield for Real Madrid. The return leg in Spain uh, ended 1-1. Now, the two most memorable meetings, of course, were in UEFA Cup. It was in the last 16 back in 1985. Jupp Heynckes was the coach then, and they won 5-1 in Germany. One of the scorers that day, Ivar Lienen, of course, who went on to coach St. Pauli. Uh, but it was Gordillo's goal in the 69th minute 
which would prove pivotal in the tie because the return produced that incredible performance from Madrid. They won by four goals to nil, two goals from Jorge Valdano, two from Santillana. And Madrid went through, ironically, actually, in the semi-final, they beat Inter, who are also in the Champions League group this season before winning the UEFA Cup, beating FC Cologne 5-3. Let's take a look at Marcus Rose's team, currently fifth in Bundesliga. They've been beaten just once this season by Borussia Dortmund by three goals to nil. That was on the opening day of the season in Bundesliga and Champions League. They haven't kept a clean sheet yet. Against Inter, of course, they conceded first, but they did take the lead. Benzer Baini with the equaliser. He, remember, is the left-back that was interesting Zidane earlier on this summer. And then their outstanding player this season, Jonas Hoffman, who with six minutes to go put them ahead before they conceded that goal to Lukaku in the 90th minute. Now, 4-2-3-1 has been the favoured formation this season. Rose made five changes to the team that uh, drew with Inter for this weekend's 3-2 victory against Mainz, where they started with a 3-5-2 for the first time this season. Uh, Highly unlikely we're going to be seeing that play, but do expect to see a return for all of those players that were left out against Mainz. Now, six different players have scored for them this season. Standout players so far, as we said, the former Borussia Dortmund attacking midfielder Jonas Hoffman, who's the joint top scorer with Lars Stindl. They've both got two goals, but he has provided four assists so far this season. Nobody else has provided an assist apart from him. In fact, if you include the Champions League goals and the goals in the Cup, he's actually scored four for the campaign so far, which is only one short of his entire season's total last season. Now, others to watch. Son of World Cup winner Lillian Turan Marcus had a great season last year. His first outside France, where he had his best goal-scoring season ever with Ted. In midfield, Florian Neuhaus, who recently scored on his international debut. He's also another one to watch, as is Benza Baini, of course, the 25-year-old Algerian left-back, who's building a significant reputation, not just as a very good defender, but also one who weighs in with his fair share of goals as well. He got the winner for Algeria over Nigeria in a recent friendly back on the 9th of October, and he scored in the Cup and indeed the Champions League this season. One who's had a bit of a slow start to this campaign, Halasani Plie, the Malian forward with 23 goals to his name since he arrived from Nice back in 2018. He's only found the back of the net on one occasion so far this season. So as we said, Hoffman, Neuhaus, Turam, uh, possibly Plie, all will be back in the starting 11. Now at home, Borussia Mönchengladbach had the second best record in Bundesliga last year. They took 38 points from 51 so this isn't going to be an easy venue to come to and win and as for madrid's record against german opposition this will be a 71st match against a german-based team Uh, 22 times they've been beaten in total 12 of those by Bayern munich out of 26 meetings is the only team who have actually beaten madrid more times than madrid have actually beaten them Uh, All in all, then, 13 different German teams have played Real Madrid. Only two of them have never actually registered a victory. Carl Zeiss Jena, the former East German powerhouse, 
and Eintracht Frankfurt, who they met only once. That was in the 1959-60 European Cup final, of course, the uh, now legendary 7-3 victory. So German teams over the years have always had pretty decent levels of success. Borussia Mönchengladbach are not to be underestimated. Well, that just about wraps it up then for today. Don't forget, you can catch up with all of the previous episodes of the podcast via the website at www.realmadridpodcast.com. I will be back on Thursday to look ahead to the weekend. In the meantime, enjoy what should be a really good game tomorrow against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Gladbach.